Hey guys, and welcome to this week's episode of Live Well Bipolar. For those of you who are new here, you probably don't know this, but this is a solo episode and the last Monday of every single month, I always like to do these episodes for you guys to really give you an inside look into either a topic that I'm currently working through as it relates to living with bipolar disorder or some lesson that I've learned in this journey of navigating what it looks like for me to live well bipolar and what that really means for my life, where I'm at right now in this moment today, because I know I do a lot of talking about the past, my hospitalization, my diagnosis of bipolar one at 19 years old, going back and working in the same hospital. But I want to do these episodes to let you guys in on some things that I have learned and really what that's helping me with in terms of continuing to make that progress and not beat myself up when I'm in the process of going through these different things. So as you can see from the title of today's episode, it is called lies bipolar told me, and there is a lot of them and many, many, many of these things that are not true that I once thought to be true prior to my diagnosis, after my diagnosis and learning how to navigate and come up with ways to live well with bipolar. So there's three top things that I want to share with you guys of those lies that I told myself when I was newly diagnosed and prior to my bipolar diagnosis. So the number one thing, and they're in no particular order. I just wanted to focus on these top three things that you guys probably can resonate with are either feeling that right now or have had this experience similar to myself. So one of those lies is number one, that I will never be able to find a partner who loves and truly accepts me. Number two is I will have no success in any type of job or career. Number three is I can never speak about my diagnosis publicly. I need to keep this a secret. So those are the top three things and the big lessons that I've been able to pull from them and something that I've been able to get better at over the years because I launched this podcast It'll be four years of this podcast at the end of January, which is so wild to me because I started this podcast, first of all, to tell my story, which is bullet point number three that I talk about of you're never going to be able to talk about this. It has to be a secret. And I did that to really help push myself out of that mindset that I was in and and feeling like I can never get out of, I thought, what's the worst that can happen if I do just share this and see how that goes. And I started it that way by doing it through the podcast, rather than doing it in person. I was definitely not at the level where I could go into any kind of work environment in person environment and say, I live with bipolar. I was only able to do that back almost four years ago through the podcast, because 
I felt safer doing it through that kind of a medium instead of being in front of people. I just wasn't at that point yet. So, and especially starting from number one, right? So you are net for me. I told myself that I would never be able to find a partner who truly loves and accepts me. And the reason for this is because I have had so many challenges in the past when it comes down to relationships and specifically talking about romantic relationships. So not with friends, family, coworkers, anything like that. I'm talking about feeling like I would be able to one day get married or one day start a family of my own with somebody that I could envision a future with. I couldn't see that because something I really believed with bipolar disorder and my diagnosis was it was taking that away from me and it wasn't going to let me have that. And I didn't deserve it. And I wasn't worthy of that is the storyline that I had for a number of years. So for me, really being able to break out of that for me now, if you guys don't know this, I actually got married in March of this year and I met my husband almost. Yeah, no, actually I met him five years ago and we've been married now a little over seven months, but I can tell you guys when I first met my husband, who I am now married to, I did, I still was very new to working on myself with overcoming this discrimination that I put on myself because of my diagnosis. So I was just getting started with doing the work with listening to podcasts, doing research online and talking to other people on whether that's on Instagram DMS, I still did not start my podcast at this time and I did not ever envision publishing my book or doing any of that. So when I first met him, I remember putting up so many walls and not feeling like I could share this because I've had this happen in the past where I talk about my diagnosis, my hospitalization, and I've gotten reactions and responses that have ended those relationships and made it very challenging. And I also did not have awareness into the behaviors and patterns that I had adopted from previous abusive relationships that I was used to. So for me, a reason I wanted to talk about this with you guys, because many people can relate to this, especially with bipolar disorder. And if you also live with bipolar or you love or care for someone who does, then you know what it's like to have struggles in this area with relationships with not feeling supported, not feeling loved, seen, validated, any of those things, and really feeling constantly shut down and like you need to be somebody other than who you are. And bipolar is really putting a big strain on that relationship. And I remember talking about this with my husband when I first met him and just And I said in my head, I was like, if I tell him this, that's going to be the end of it. He's never going to want to see me again. Never going to want to talk to me again. And I remember the night that I told him, you guys, I, we were at dinner and just me being in tears, going through the whole story and just really thinking that this is going to be the end of this 
relationship that we are starting. And I was actually a little bit happy about that because I didn't think I deserved that kind of a partner. I wasn't used to somebody pursuing me in that way. And I feel like it was almost foreign when you're so used to relationships where you have to change or alter or hide who you really are to get love and, and feel like you don't have that value. It's scary when you first go into that. And that was my experience when I first met my husband, but really being able to have him respond back and say, thank you so much for telling me this. It makes a lot of sense. Now I can understand you a lot better and just myself do more research because he said, I don't know really a lot or anything about bipolar. So that made me feel really good to see that he even wanted to learn more, that he wasn't just, okay, this is it. I'm running away. That's it. And for me, that was something I didn't think I could ever have, but also this relationship has taught me so much about myself and so, so much about the other wounds that I had that kept showing up and coming up even in this relationship. So that is number one is I told myself I would never be able to find a partner who truly loves and supports me. And that was a lie that bipolar told me because I was able not only to find my husband, Dan, but to really be able to invest in this relationship with learning how to communicate and really seeing the ways in which he has helped me grow and learn so much that I didn't think I needed to. And number two is I told myself that I would have no success ever in any type of job or career. And this was because I remember going through my hospitalization. And when I was going through my hospitalization, and then I went back and I worked at that same hospital, a common theme that I saw was very sad to me of seeing people with this di diagnosis of bipolar and almost being made fun of and having these restrictions put on them, they would put them on themselves. And people working in the field would say for you, just focus on taking your medications, going to your appointments. And that was my experience. I was never asked about what are my passions? What am I working towards? Am I in school? What kind of job or career? What do I want to do with my life? And I feel like that is what I saw when I went back to work in that setting is so many of the people would tell me I can't ever be good at this, or I can't ever maintain or keep a job. And then that was my experience as well. I've gone through so many struggles job-wise with getting fired from jobs, quitting jobs, having a very hard time with that and really blaming myself and saying it because of the diagnosis, this is why I will never have success or be able to reach these levels that I've seen other people have. And that again is a lie that bipolar told me because something I was able to do through not only this, the work that I've done on this podcast, but also publishing my story and sharing with you guys what that has looked like for me inside of my book. I was able to get into an industry where I'm able to help other businesses with feedback and predominantly their reviews, their online presence, and really understand that from such a personal level 
just like I did when I went back and I worked at that hospital I was a patient at. I've been able to take my experience and and be in a field where I am good at what I'm doing. And I've been able to see it through people telling me that and seeing it in me when I didn't even see it in myself. I've been able to have people around me who told me and pushed me and helped me grow and said that I would be really good at something like this, that I didn't think I ever could be. So that's what I want you to sit, understand too. If you're sitting there and you're feeling that, or maybe you just went through a job loss, a layoff, fired, quit a toxic work environment. I've had so many of those experiences and really being able to understand and connect with people who get it and have been in your shoes has really helped me so much. And I think that that's the reason why I told myself I could never have success in a job or career is because I was told that when I was a patient in the hospital, I was told just focus on these things. Don't worry about that. Or don't, you don't need to think about that. And it made me really sad because seeing, being told that I really didn't have too much value in myself as contributing to anything. So I want you to understand just because you have a bipolar diagnosis does not mean that you will never have success in a, in a job or career. And success means something different to everybody. My version of success living with bipolar in a, in a job and career will not look the same as what it means to you. And your version will not look the same as what my version is. And it all comes down to what that is for you. And that's really what live well bipolar is all about. The same thing, what it means to me, what it means for me to live well bipolar is not the same as what it means for you. And we need different things and we need different levels of support and and help and encouragement on our journeys. So I want you to sit with that message and know that that that's a lie that bipolar told me. And that's something that I was able to overcome through getting out of those environments, those toxic environments and allowing myself the room to grow. And number three that I want to end this with is that you can't ever speak about this. I told myself, and that was a lie I let bipolar tell me is this needs to be kept a secret. You can't openly speak about being diagnosed with bipolar disorder because you will be judged, which is valid. I've had those experiences, but I really let it keep me from doing this. And I stood, sat there and I had a podcast guest very, very long time ago. When I first started my podcast, he told me, he said, think about all the people that you're hurting by not doing this thing, by keeping this inside of yourself, who are you doing a disservice to? And really that's when I decided I, the fears I had okay, I'm going to be judged. I'm going to be left out. I'm going to be made fun of. I, I'm done letting that keep me back from telling my story and, and potentially helping save somebody's life by sharing my experiences. I don't have any more cares if I'm going to be judged or looked down on for saying this, but living with bipolar and speaking about that is what helps me connect with you guys, connect with all of you and get messages. Whether you message me on my Instagram at livewellbipolar, that's really what means a lot to me. So these are the top three lies that bipolar told me that I wanted to share with you guys. And really what I'm continuing to work through right now in this moment with these messages is that seeing the value in my story seeing the value in my story and continuing to share that and not being afraid to come on here and have these episodes myself, because I know that it, it helps 
and it helps me connect with you guys. So I hope that you got value from this episode. And also, if you want to let me know, go ahead after you're, you're done listening to this episode. And if you haven't already leave me a review and let me know about either a lie that bipolar has told you that you've been able to see that that's not true or tell me what it's like for you, because I always love hearing from you guys. So thank you so much for being here and tuning in and I will see you on the next episode. All right. Bye.